thing that moves. I don't care who it is. Let's go. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. Touchdown. You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right. Another week and the preseason is almost over as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 143. At the top of this week's show, we've got Chalk Talk where I chat with one of my favorite people on planet Earth former Eagles wide receiver Mike Quick. We're going to go up and down the roster, give our thoughts on this team heading into the final preseason game against the New York Jets. I love talking with Mike about this Eagles roster. You guys have to be excited, by the way, because this is our last offseason podcast. Next week, Greg Cosell will return, as will my weekly opponent scouting reports as we get ready for week one in the Atlanta Falcons as the Eagles open up the NFL season next Thursday for Thursday Night Football. I am really, really excited. But before we get into that, let's not waste any more time. I caught up with Mike Quick this week to discuss this Eagles team heading into the fourth preseason game. Let's get to that chat right now in Chalk Talk. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. Very happy to be joined by my good friend Mike Quick, who is the color commentator for the Eagles radio broadcast and analyst for Eagles game plan, which, by the way... We shoot the first episode in the next few days. Mike Quick, are you excited for uh, another season of Eagles Game Plan? Boom! <laughs> it doesn't yeah, feel like man. that long ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. No, it but, wasn't. Yeah, man, I, that's that's a fun show. I think it's uh, very informative. And got to give you props. You do a heck of a job of formatting the show oh, and, you. and you know just making it smooth and and. You know, for Ike Reese, John Clark, myself, it just flows smoothly because of all the work you do before we get to the studio. Wow. So, you know, the fact that you know football and you're able to put things together it just makes the thing work. And we don't we don't have to spend a lot of time in here. That's it's true. all laid out. We're and we and can, out. Yeah, and we That's can just. That's on you guys, though. You guys yeah, come in, it's one see, take, and we're, we're But out. we can just talk football. <laughs> and it's easy for us to just talk football because the format's there for us. And we just throw in, you know, our two cents, and it's. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the show again this year. Thank you. And the, the same crew back for three straight years is also great, too. I'm excited to uh, get the seventh year of the show off and running. Seven wow. years. Uh, that's, Isn't that crazy? <laughs> time flies. That is seventh crazy. Season. 2012 was the first year. Man, time flies. So uh, obviously with the seventh year, we're going to talk about this uh, this Eagles team for the 2018 season and uh, a lot of things to hit on. I know we're, we're getting ready for the fourth preseason game. Uh, week one is now uh, nine days away, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. But um, let's talk about the quarterback position. Everyone wants to talk about you know Carson Wentz, Nick Foles. Uh, obviously, we know we haven't seen Carson yet, except for seven on sevens and some eleven on eleven work. Yeah. We've seen a little bit of Nick Foles in the preseason; hasn't been outstanding from what we've seen so far. Nope. But Nate Sudfeld, what have you seen from Nate Sudfeld? Looks pretty good. He does. So I, I, I've liked Nate since um, they stole him away from the Washington Redskins, yep. and just watching how the coaches have worked with Nate, I think Nate um, is an NFL quarterback, and at some point will see a lot of time for yeah. an NFL team, even if it's not here. I think Nate's going to end up being a pretty good quarterback in this league. I think it'll end up being here as the backup next year. Yeah. That's what I really believe down deep. I think he's proven that he can be that. I mean, like the touchdown field, yes. the poise. Yep. I mean, he's he's yep. done some good things this summer. Yep. He's got, you know, he's got the, the deep ball arm. He's got the intermediate throws. He's got touch on the ball. 
Um, I'm just thinking about one that I saw him put over the second level of the defense and drop down before the safeties. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of good stuff, and he's athletic. Yeah. You know, he can run when when you've got to improvise. He's able to get out of the pocket and do some things like that, and um, I like him. It seems like every day in practice he was making a throw like that, yeah. like over the middle of the field. Yep. Like the deep balls have all been good too, and he's yes. thrown some really good deep balls in preseason games. But the touch on those those intermediate throws over the linebackers under the safeties have yep. been really, really impressive. Yeah, I just think he's impressive all the way around. And, and you can see the the growth in Nate from the time that he got here last year to where he is Definitely. now. There's an obvious growth. So, um, And even with that, when I see that, I think about – this kid that they just signed, Christian Hackenberg. I was just going to ask you about him. Yeah. So, so I just believe that with the skills that he has, with the athletic ability that Hackenberg has, mm-hmm. someone that's smart enough to handle that position, coach it, tutor it the right way, should be able to get more out of him than they've gotten out of him his first couple of years yeah. years in the league. And um, this might be the group to do that. I would think so. I, yeah. and I, we're going to get a good shot at him uh, on uh, on Thursday night with the New York Jets. i got to imagine he's going to see – Good amount of playing time uh, in this fourth game. I think so. I, I think we're going to see a lot of him maybe late in the second quarter or second and third quarter. I yeah. think we're going to see a lot of him. And, and I'm hoping that that's what we're going to see. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see. I, look, I, I liked him more than most coming out, uh, so I'm a little biased. But yep. uh, like you said, I mean, I wouldn't say that he's gotten exactly the fairest shake since he's been in the league. And part of that's on him. You know, he hasn't, He's been very inconsistent. But um, I'm excited just because the tools are all there. Yeah, and we'll see what, what the coaching staff can make. But them. I just believe that it's so important where you go when you come out of college and how you're tutored when you come out of college yeah. because everybody can't teach the game. Yep. And the guys that, that are really good at teaching the game, breaking it down, a lot of those guys, they sat on the bench for NFL teams and watched. Mm. A lot of those guys, they've been studying the game and not so much playing the game all of their lives. And I think we have some of those guys here that can really teach the game. Yeah, I'm excited just to see. Uh, what he, look, I'm not expecting him to make the team this year, but what can he be for this team down the road? Or right. if he has good flashes Thursday, maybe for another team. Well, and he year. has another year of eligibility as a practice squad, uh, I believe. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, which we haven't really talked about. That's a yes. good point. So, you know, this is a team that could hold him on, the, on their travel squad and try and develop him. And you know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. What about those other two that you didn't mention? Joe Callahan? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, uh, it's like you said, you know, we, we don't know who's gonna, who the starting quarterback's going to be. Uh, Doug Peterson said today he's going to make a decision Friday. He's going to keep it close to the vest, and then, yep. uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, I think that with either with either group, I mean, they won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles last year. I know that the summer hasn't been kind to him in terms of the preseason games, but uh, they can win with Nick Foles. Listen, we we know that they can right. win with Nick We've Foles. Seen We've seen it, and you have to understand who Nick is. And I do, I believe, understand who he is. Mm. He's hot, and then he's not. Right, and that's just the way it is. But within the structure of the offense, Nick Foles can definitely get it done. Yep. Nick Foles in the playoffs last season. Um, that last three games that he had to play throughout the Dallas game, Nick Foles was outstanding. And it's because this is a really good coaching staff, and they put together a structure that works for Nick Foles. And within the structure, he's going to make it work. Yep. Now, when things break down and you have to improvise, you've got to do things outside the structure, well, he's not the best. That's not the guy that you want. 
But when you've got a good line to protect him, when you've got a real good game plan, and he can go through his progressions, primary, boom, 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 Nick will make it happen. And when I think when you look at this, you know, the, this decision with the with the coaching staff at the quarterback position, having Nick and knowing what he is and what he can be in this offense, there's no need to to force Carson back. Carson coming back is a will of that's that's Carson. That, like he's he's ready. Like yes. he's ready to go. Yes. <laughs> there's no going to be like oh Carson. Oh, he's like ninety percent. We'll, we'll get him in there. He's close enough. Like when Carson's ready, he's ready. If he's ready now, great. He's ready. Let's let's go. But it's not going to be a situation where they're going to be forcing him back in because you've got a guy like Nick that's already there. Yeah, and what a nice position this team is in to have a Nick Foles. And you're right. You don't have to rush Carson, but you know how much he loves the game. And if he is healthy, he's not going to want them. He's not going to allow them to hold him out. Not one day, not one second. If, if he's cleared, he's if cleared. He's cleared <laughs> if he's cleared and he's ready to play, Carson's going to be on the field. No question. He loves the game. Right. He, and that's one of the things that, you know, if I'm a guy looking at players, I look for guys like that, guys that love the game. Not just guys that enjoy the game or guys that enjoy the lifestyle. Sure. I want guys that love the game of football. And Carson Wentz loves the game of football. You want football nerds. Yes. He's a football nerd. Uh, let's get to the running back position where, um, kind of like a quarterback, we haven't seen a lot of the big names right. in the preseason. We've seen no Jay, very little Jay Ajayi in the, in the games. Uh, no Darren Sproles in the games. Very little. I don't think Corey Clement. Very little. Was, yeah. he, in, was he in the Pittsburgh game? Okay. Yes, he so was. Then, so we saw very little of those top three. Right. The competition has been on the back end. So you've got Wendell Smallwood. We've mm-hmm. seen Wendell here the last three years. Uh, Donnell Pumphrey we've, has been non-existent for the first three games. He's healthy back at practice this week. Looks like we'll see him uh, on Thursday night potentially against the New York Jets. Yeah. Um, Matt Jones, the, the veteran, former third-round pick out of Florida, and then the rookie Josh Adams from Notre Dame. Um, talk about Wendell Smallwood. And to, like to me, I know you and I have talked. We've had lots of conversations about Wendell and, yeah. and what he can be. I think he is a fourth running back, and yes. this team needs a fourth running back. So it's a matter of will those other three guys, can one of those other three guys beat him out for the fourth running back job? See, I don't think either of those guys have done enough to beat him out. Right. Because Wendell can do a lot of things. He's a team's guy. Um, Which is so important. Yes, so important. Considering who this team has lost. Right. You know, you lose Najee Good. You lose Trey Burton. That's correct. You know, Chris Margo's not back yet. I mean, there's a lot of special team snaps going over. You lose Brent Selleck. He played on special teams. You're yeah. losing a lot of special team snaps. Brian Brayman. Brian Brayman, no question. So um, because he can serve as a certain different roles on special teams, because he's a, a back that can do a little bit of everything, mm. you know, not the greatest receiver out of the backfield, maybe not the, the greatest at taking on uh, blitzes as a blocker, but he's, he can get it done. He's adequate. So I like him a lot as the fourth back. And I think his biggest competition, and we haven't seen a lot of him, is Josh Adams, mm-hmm. the kid out of, out of Notre Dame. Yeah. I think he has potential to be a really good running back. He's dealt with injuries, but if you look at his body type, if you look at his speed, his burst, the little bit that we have seen of him, I wouldn't want to see more of him yeah. because I just think that he has a big, big upside and a lot that he can offer to this team. So to me, I think Pumphrey is really – it's hard to make the team when you're when not available. Yep. Yeah. 
and he hasn't been available. And first of all, you're 175 pounds. Whatever, yeah, whatever the number uh, is. Yeah, whatever that number is yep. in this in this league. Yep, it's tough. It's really tough. Yep. You got to be available. You got to be there and show that you can get it done, and show that you have the durability, so that you ha- so that you have the availability. And if you don't have that, it's hard for for teams to invest in you. Yep. So to me, it, that's gonna it's gonna be difficult for him. Um, the other kid that played at Washington, yeah, you know, he's shown us the same ills that that were his problems in Washington, yep. putting the ball on the ground. At this level, you can't afford that. Yep. You can't invest in that. Nothing's uh, more important than the football. Nothing's more important. Yep. So it really gets down to those two guys in my mind. It gets down to Smallwood and Josh Adams. It's going to be interesting to see because it sounds like we will see a good amount of Josh Adams on Thursday night. So uh, we'll see what the rookie can do, a local kid from uh, from Bucks County. So let's go to uh, – the most overrated position in football, uh, wide receiver. Oh, <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about Look, they've, they've, a lot of the big names, again, that's kind of a recurring theme. We haven't seen Alshon. Uh, Nelson's back at practice this week. Obviously not going to play Thursday. Wide but, receiver, uh, most overrated. <laughs> he's so never going to let me let listen, that down. <laughs> one guy just got paid $95 million somewhere in this league. Good. Does it make you wish that you were like you know, no, a few no, years no. younger? No, not at all. <laughs> I had my fun when it was my turn. <laughs> so God you, bless him. I had no question. That's a clear player. Um, all right, so you got Alshon. No Nelson for most of the preseason. Right. Uh, Mike Wallace has been, has, hasn't done much in the games, but we've seen some flashes during practice. Matt Collins has been out for most of the preseason. Yep. But we've seen some of these young guys with the with the added reps get to jump in. Shelton Gibson's probably the story of camp, right? He is. Yeah, he How is. How awesome is that? It, I think it's really awesome for a guy who comes from a system where he didn't know, really didn't know football. When he gets to the NFL and he looks at what happens in the NFL, he realized he didn't know any football. Mm-hmm. And he spent an entire year, season, then off season, learning the NFL. And it's paying off. If you look at him now, he's uh, so much better, so yeah. much more comfortable um, in his skin as a pro wide receiver. He had none of this stuff. Like it, when you looked at him last year, you could see the smoke coming out of his helmet because he was just thinking too much mm. and he couldn't react. He couldn't play fast as as they talk about all the time. And that's what you really need to have him do. You need a guy that that's really comfortable in his skin, a guy that knows how to make adjustments right away because it's split second decisions that you have to make at that position. Um, but he's there now, and he's getting better and better each and every time, and it's really nice to see. It's um, awesome. The, the the you know the system that he came out of at West Virginia, he had three maybe four routes that he ran. Go run, yeah. Go go, go, go run. <laughs> so he had a slant route. He had yeah. a post route. He had to go. That's that's it. All, it was all from the left side too. Like that's the only he didn't run anything from the right side. So all of his footwork he had to he had to, he had to learn the mirror. He had to yeah. learn it. To me, that is a great story and just great to see his growth. And um, I'm looking forward to watching him play because I think he adds a lot to this wide receiving group. You know, Alshon eventually will get healthy. Nelson, I think, well, I'm pretty sure opening night, Nelson will be there. Yeah, I would think so. um, Yeah, so that makes a big difference. Now you talk about some of the younger guys, DeAndre Carter. Yep. Flash every week. Very impressive. Yep. From day one. Yep. Very impressive. Uh, Tim Wilson, I've liked. I, I, let's talk about Tim Wilson because 
he's one of these guys that, you know, we've seen all the extra reps for the young guys. Yep. And you see, like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing as a route runner. This guy, you know, he's still kind of fat. He knows what he's doing as a route runner. Like, yes, he, came he does. from a small, small, small school. Yep. He knows what he's doing to, get, to try and get East open. East Stroudsburg? East Stroudsburg. Uh, Ratner High School. That's right. <laughs> yep. but, but he can play. Yeah. He can flat out play. He knows. He understands. First of all, you come from a small school like East, East Stroudsburg, but you do understand the game at this level. Yep. And he hasn't looked like he was lost not, not one, one single time. day. Yep. Like the way he runs his route, he catches the ball well. Um, he just hasn't had a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Especially the under the lights. Yep. Yeah. In games, we watch him in practice, flash, but in games, he hasn't really he hasn't had any opportunities. Yeah. I would love to see him get more opportunities because I think. I really think he can play at this level. Yeah, and then you look at uh, some of these other guys, some guys that have been around. So you have Kamar Aiken, yep. uh, who brings value in certain things. I mean, especially we talked about special teams earlier. Yes. He can play special teams. Uh, he can win as a blocker on the outside. He can do a lot of those little things that you're looking for from your you know, fifth or sixth wide receiver. Yes. Um, so we've seen some of that. What have you seen from Greg Ward? Because this is year two. At, at We talk about Shelton Gibson like not you know having to adjust. Greg Ward was a quarterback until he got here, so this is like year two of not, you know, not knowing the position at all. Yeah. Now here he is. What, what have you seen from the, the next year from him? So I think his transition from quarterback at Houston to wide receiver has been fairly smooth. Um, right away, you could see he was athletic, had the burst, had pretty good hands, yeah. but now he's starting to understand the position, and he looks like he can play the position. I think his biggest problem is, is that. There are a lot of people in that line mm. that are talented people yep. that are showing up, not just at practice, but you know under the lights they're showing up. And so you don't see as much shine out of him now because of all the other guys that are shining, you know, Gibson and Rashard Davis. And Davis and, yeah, all these guys are starting to shine and you're not, not seeing as much. I actually saw a little more out of him. Um, during the regular season as a practice squatter. Interesting. You know, a lot of times giving the look to yeah. the defense, I saw a whole lot more out of him then mm. than I've seen in this summer. What about uh, Rashard Davis? What have you seen from that kid? Rashard Davis is, uh, again, it's going to be tough for him. As much as he has flashed, and yep. he has, it's going to be tough for him because there's so much talent in that line. Is it weird for you when, you, uh, when you're watching practice? Because I'm watching – uh, I remember it was the, it's that it was the only practice we had inside this year uh, mm-hmm. this summer. Uh, it was that Monday before the the second game or the third game. Yep. And no Alshon, no Mac, no Nelson. So you look at they're doing red zone work down in the, in the bubble, and it's across the line. It's four, it's three receivers. It's like DeAndre Carter, Rashard Davis, and Greg Ward, and they're all. Five ten less. <laughs> it's like, whereas like you, the, it's like you and Harold Carmichael, yeah, like the Smurfs. <laughs> like it, it was, yeah. it was just funny to just see. And you mix in, you throw in Tim Wilson in that group too. All these guys are just they're very, very small. They're all the same size, they're like all, the Marx yeah. Brothers. You remember yeah, Duper right. and Clayton, the Marx Brothers down it's in a little before in Miami. my time, but yes. Oh come on, man! <laughs> I know but, Mark Clayton. Yeah, I know, of course, Mark but Clayton. Yeah, yes. it's it's that kind of look. Yes, and and to me. That guy can be effective in this league, but me, he's the guy that I would put in the slot yeah. where you've got a lot of these change of direction type of routes mm-hmm. and where you've got a two-way go and where you're going to win on your quickness, your quick burst, and then you know your ability to run after the catch. And I think all of those guys have that, all those little 5'9", 5'10 yep. guys. They have to. 
Yeah, you, you have, have to have, have that. Um, almost every team has one now. Almost every yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of, you know, the, the Eagles have taken a different route with that position. You know, mm. uh, Jordan Matthews sure. was that guy a few years ago when he was drafted out of Vandy. And then Nelson Aguilar. And even Jason Avant wasn't necessarily even, like yeah, that guy Yeah, not either. a small yep. guy. Yep. They've taken a different approach, a bigger, more physical guy in there, where a lot of teams, they just want that shifty guy in yeah. there. Yep, no question. So let's look at uh, a tight end because I was really excited. Oh, I would look, I, now, I now loved, we have yeah, fun right I, here. I, love, I loved Dallas Goddard at yeah. South Dakota State, so I was really excited to see him take the field this summer. Yes. Um, and he's looked really good. He's looked really <laughs> good. And in the games, he's looked really good too. He is a good football player. Yeah. And not just the, the fact that he's like Zach Ertz, he's an oversized wide receiver. You know, they're wide receivers, but they got – too big they got yeah. to 250 right they're six five and they're 255 pounds or so and so then you got to get in line and you got to try to block well he's a pretty good blocker yeah you know I'm watching yep. watching a lot of the just the, the one-on-one stuff in practice and even the preseason games where he's had to block watching him on the wham blocks and watching him you know some of the stuff that he's doing at the end of the line of scrimmage i'm impressed like with, he was not asked to block at, at south no. dakota state he wasn't asked to do it but you can tell. Yeah. He has the ability. He has the willingness to stick his head in there, mm. and that is a, that's a big thing. Yeah. They, they, to, didn't, they didn't say, like, all right, we're going to start you off slow. And it's like that first game against Pittsburgh. It's like, all right, we're going to use you at the point of attack on yep. DNs and linebackers. Yep. We're going to use you in the backside on DNs. We're going to have you wham nose tackles. We're going to have you wham three techniques. We're going to have you lose a puller and counters. <laughs> like, we're, we're throwing the whole book at you. Just, yeah. Was it all perfect? No, it wasn't no, all perfect. No, 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 no. I, I saw him got twisted. A, yeah, a couple times. When he, when he got twisted a couple of times, trying to wham on the nose. and Didn't always go well. <laughs> <laughs> but he has that willingness. Yeah. He has the want to. Yep. And that is a big part of it. Yep, no when question. you're athletic, when you're that big and you're athletic and you have the want to, you can get it done. I and had, I, I like that guy. Mike Mack was on the show last week, and he, I'm, I'm always going to use this from now on with tight ends as blockers. Right. He said he talked with a coach who, uh, very early on who said, all I want our tight ends to do as blockers is just lose slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love it so much. So they can get whipped yeah. as long as they do it slowly. <laughs> and just let the, the back get that back. Yeah, <laughs> give that half back enough time to get by. I love that. I love that. that. Oh, man. Wait. Um, I'm going to use I'm that, too. Use, yeah. Let, me walk, no, you gotta use let me walk that one down. Yeah. So, um, so you got Dallas Goddard. We know we know what Zach Ertz is. He's one of the best tight ends in the game. Yes. Uh, Richard Rodgers, I think, is, is – That's he's, the guy. He's been pretty good. That's I know, the guy. He's, he's nursing that knee injury right now or whatever. Yeah. I forget what the injury is. Um, but he's got that leg injury now. But uh, if you look at that room, yeah. I would say he's the next guy. Yeah. And when you just look at them when they're lined up, and you have to have somebody that, that you can count on to – stick their nose in and do some blocking. And he's probably the best one in that room. And and look at the body type. He's a little thicker in the bottom, his legs, his butt. You know, he's a little rounder mm. at the bottom and a little lower base. Mm. So he's probably a better leverage type of blocking tight end than the other two guys because of his his physique. 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 Yeah, you got it. That word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then there's Perkins and you know, you, Billy Brown. Billy Brown makes a catch every day, though. Yeah, he's athletic. He's really athletic. He's just going to have issues with making sure that he's 
in sync with everybody else right. yep. on the right page and make sure the assignments are correct all the time. But he is really athletic, and he can make some plays for you. Offensive line, one oh, of the yeah. best offensive lines in, in football. I am, we I'm, know the th- I'm all we know, over we know, that. We know the top five yep. you know, with, with J.P. and Wisniewski, Kelsey, Brandon Brooks has been great this yep. summer. Uh, Lane Johnson's been great. Um, Big V's had his troubles the last yes. two games. Yes. Um, no question. That's going to happen. That's, yeah. Can we just. But it's better now. Yeah. I'm glad he's taking a little whipping right now. No question. Because you know what? That forces you to, to sharpen up. Right. I'm, I'm glad that he. Yeah. He's got that, the, the main issue. You and I have talked about it a couple of times. He lets guys in with chest, and that's, that's when he gets, that's when he gets into trouble. And you cannot do that. Yeah. That's when he gets into trouble. Because then you're at their mercy. Yeah. Some guys, ha- like if you've, got, if you've got the butt for it, like you can take, you can, yeah. you can handle it. Yeah. Um, he's, he struggles with it. But. Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks. him if you want to. Well, that's the other guy. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Jordan Mailata. Oh, yeah. That doesn't matter. <laughs> like doesn't he, matter. He's sometimes his you. technique is so bad. Like, he's playing so high. and all that guy. But he'll take a bull rush from guy. Like, we're just going to talk about this Cleveland game. He's, it wasn't like he – because he was really impressive against the Browns. Yes. Really, really impressive. Yes, he was. He's not going against, like, you know, some, like, defensive end from East Stroudsburg. He's going against guys like – uh, Nate Orchard, who was a second-round pick out of Utah, and Chris Smith, who was a fourth-round pick out of Arkansas, guys mm-hmm. who have been in the league for a handful of years. Like, yep. they're not yep. you know some like slappy from that's you know, right. wherever. And he looked good. <laughs> Listen, whenever if he gets his punch off into a defender's chest or so anywhere, strong. he is so strong. You're not going anywhere. I was like playing it, playing the video in slow motion, just like watching the like Orchard and Smith, like their bodies just like rock back when he would strike, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's impressive to watch. So when you after you get through the top five, and we know who those guys are, yeah. um, he is so impressive. He, Matt Pryor, then you ha- you really have to talk about him because I think he, eventually he's going to be a solid player yeah. and a starter in this league. Brooks has talked about how he uh, he think he sees a lot of similarities between himself and Pryor. Yeah, and I can I, see that because he's a big boy that. at guard. I can see that. Yeah, uh, Isaac. He, he, he's improved throughout the he's summer. He's really improved. Yep. You know, and eventually you got to look at the center position because Kelsey's been here, what, nine years, eight years, somewhere in that range? He got here uh, the same time I did. Yeah. 2011. So Isaac is working to be the backup center. And, and just like last year, you never know when guys are going to go down and you're going to be called on. Isaac is going to be a really good football player. So you've got – those three guys already waiting in the wings, yep. and not to mention guys who've been around here for a few years, like like Darrell Green yeah. or um, Taylor Hart, yep. who switched from the defensive side, and now he's playing tackle. He's got these long arms, and you know, for whatever reason, Jeff Stoutland felt like he could make an offensive lineman out of this guy, and you can see the improvement that he's made. It's been interesting. I'm look, looking at this roster because we've already had like kind of similar discussions, like. Talked about Shelton Gibson, the development that he's had and having to learn a position. Greg Ward having to learn the wide receiver position. Yeah. Billy Brown having to learn the tight end position. Uh, Sam Allo, um, you know, having to come back. Mylotta having to learn how to play the position. Taylor Hart having to learn how to play O line. Okay, the two, the linebackers. Li- two linebackers. Yeah. Moving to learn from to, safety to yep. learning how to play linebacker. I was going to say, there's a lot of a lot of instances with these guys where like they've had to learn on the fly, and this coaching staff has gotten them ready. It's been interesting. It's kind of Good an interesting teachers. theme. Good teachers. Yeah. It's really the 
it's the way you should hire coaches. Find out guys who are good teachers, who know how to teach their position, mm. not coach the position, because it doesn't take a whole lot to coach the position, but teachers, yep. good teachers, and that's what these guys are, and that's one of the reasons for all the success. Well, let's look on the other side, uh, at, on the defensive line, which you know some of these big names are also you know have been out. Brandon Graham uh, has been out of the lineup. Tim Jernigan out of the lineup. Um, you know, so we've gotten to see a little bit more rotation inside. Uh, Destiny Vial with the first team most of the summer. Haloti Nada working in as well. Uh, the veteran signing from uh, from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you about because Fletcher Cox is he's he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Um, Derek Barnett. What are your thoughts on Derek Barnett going into his second year? Oh, I think he's going to be so much better. I think he's going to be stronger. Um, he's going to be smarter. He's going to have a couple more. Uh, moves that he can throw at guys, not just that I can dip my shoulder and speed around the curb. You know, I can give you that, but then I can straighten you up with a power move and try and run you over. Or I can try and get on your hip and then get you moving and spin back to the inside. So he's been working on all of these things. He's such a better football player now. Mm. And just being around and with the guys that he's around, it kind of lends to you being a better player. Because you're learning things from uh, a Chris Long and all these different guys, Brandon Graham. Although Brandon hasn't played in the preseason, you're learning from guys. He's been here. Yeah, he's been here. He's been out there with him every day. Every day. So you're learning from guys who are some of the best of the best at what they do. Yep. He's going to be a good football player. He's just a guy like, I don't know that he's ever going to be Von Miller. I actually caught a little bit of flack for this because I said this in in a practice report a few weeks ago. And I just I didn't like explain myself fully. I don't know that he's ever going to be well, like. Well, you better a top. explain yourself fully this time. Well, now I've got I've got the platform <laughs> for it. So I don't think he's ever going to be like Von Miller, where he's like a top two or three pass rusher in the league right. every year, and we're like, oh yeah, he's going to be good for twelve, thirteen sacks every year. Yeah. All of his plays, I think, are going to be from his relentlessness. There it is. His ability to just play with his hair on fire. Yep. He's going to win off the ball. He's yep. won. He's won, won off the ball last year, and he's going to continue to do so because of all the reasons you just mentioned. And he's just learning, you know, learning more ways to attack offensive line and all that. Yeah. But the way that he wins, I don't know that will it will always be prevalent watching in practice. Like I right. don't think we're ever going to watch practice. But man, like Derek Barnett yeah, just took not over. Block this drill. Him. It's not like it's not like Fletcher where with Fletcher just like man, like he's going to be a problem. Yeah. But I don't. But with Barnett, when when the games start, I feel like every year we're just, he's going to be good for. Eight nine sacks every year. You know what? You're right, and it's and I love the assessment because he's a he's a snap to whistle guy, and echo of the whistle. Yes, like he's a snap yep, to the whistle. Yep. So so when the ball is snapped, he's going to be on fire, and he's going to not stop until the official blows the whistle. Yeah, I agree. How about uh, Josh Sweat? Josh Sweat, I would love to see more because I think there's something in there. And I'm not seeing Tools enough. Yeah, yep. I'm not seeing enough. Yep. You know, I, see, I, I watch him on the side, and his arms hang so long he can sc- scratch his knees without bending over. Mm-hmm. And with his speed, those long arms and the strength that he has, I think he can do more. Mm. And it may be a, just a matter of growing up yep. and getting comfortable in his skin at the NFL level. You got to realize, a lot of guys, it'll take time to mature. And you saw that with Nelson Aguilar. You see, so it, it happens that. all the time. Yep. And I think Josh Sweat may be that kind of guy that it's going to take him a little time to get comfortable so that you know he's – even when you see him around the building, he's just not comfortable yet. Mm. He's not just not easy with 
dealing with everybody in the circumstances that he finds himself in today. But I think that'll come. Until he gets there, uh, Michael Bennett will have a pretty good impact on this defensive line. Uh, yes. What have you seen from him so far? Um, so my take on Michael Bennett is that he's still got a lot left in the tank, that he's still an excellent pass rusher. He still can really affect the game at his position. But he's a veteran guy that's not going to show you that in the preseason. Mm. That's my take on Michael Bennett. Interesting. Haloti Nada, I say the same thing. Right. I think they may have gotten ticked off before the last game. <laughs> and so you saw a little bit of right. what they what they can do, what they are capable of doing. Yep. But I just don't think that they're guys who go all out in the preseason. I think they want to get in shape, make sure that they're conditioned properly, but they don't want to play their best football in the preseason. And I completely get that. When it's third down, so it's third and six. Yes. I don't know that any team in the NFL can put out the amount of talent that the Eagles can on the front four with, oh. let's just say, look, with Fletcher Cox oh. and Michael Bennett inside and yeah. Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett outside. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah I, I've thought about luck. that. Oh, and then you're rotating. Right, okay, yeah, I'm going to yeah. bring Chris Long in yeah, here, right. and I'm going to bring – yeah, it's, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on okay. with this defensive yeah. front uh-huh. that we can be excited about. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? And the guys, because they're so talented, and we didn't get to this position yet, but because they're so talented on the back end, right. they may force the quarterback to hold that ball just a tick longer, and then you got a few more sacks. You yeah. get a, got a few more hits on quarterbacks. Right. That's We're going to get to that position. In a <laughs> um, linebackers. Uh, we're going to miss Nigel Bradham next week for week one. Yes. But really the big storyline has been who's going to be that third starter when the Eagles are in base for you know 17 snaps a game. Right. Um, you've got Jordan Hicks coming back. He's looked pretty good. He missed a couple of missed tackles over the course of the preseason games. But yep. overall, Jordan Hicks has looked like Jordan Hicks. Um, Nigel Bradham, I thought, has played, fairly, has played pretty well as well. What are your thoughts on uh, Nate Gary and Kamu Gruje Hill? It seems like those are the two guys vying for that, that job uh, next to those two. Both have been impressive this preseason. And if you... <laughs> If if I had to give the nod, I'd probably give it to Gruje Hill. Just I mean, I've he just has a great motor, sideline to sideline, very athletic. He came back a little bit bigger this year, and it hasn't affected him. He's it a had, freak show athlete. Yeah, it yeah. it hasn't slowed him down at all. He's just uh, to me, yeah, he's a solid player. Yeah, and even even when you have to go down in numbers. And if you need to bring him over to one of the other positions, mm-hmm. he can get it done. Yep. If he's got to go inside or if he's got to go strong side, I think he can get it done. Yeah. And, I think, and that both guy those too. guys. Both Nate Gary as well. Yeah, I definitely. was going to say that. I think Nate can play all three positions when you need to have him play. So I think this team's going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Linebackers aren't the big 255 pound thumpers anymore. Trot's not they, out there. No. Mm-hmm. They're not, you don't have those guys anymore. Mm-hmm. Kirkland. Right, LeVon you, Kirkland. You don't have those guys anymore, right, so, 260 pounds. So, You've got to have versatile guys, guys who, with, with multiple skill sets. Last last week we filmed our uh, old school All-22 shoot. Yeah. And so, you know, I go back all summer and I'm looking at the old film. And I was looking at the film from, uh, was it 2002? What year did he, yeah, 2002, right? LeVon Kirkland? Yeah. yeah. I see number right. ninety three in the middle of the, de- the Eagles defense. <laughs> and you just, I watch it from the end zone angle and you just see... <laughs> His rear end, and I, like you don't see that anymore at linebacker. Like you thought it was a defensive yeah, like, tackle standing up. Like, who like, is stand, that? He's standing up a D tackle. Dude, I because I, you know I was younger at the time, so I, you knew he was like a big linebacker. But just oh, yeah. I'm watching film now, and like you see, like you get used to what those guys look like, body types. 
You just don't you don't see. Oh, guys he's that look real like big. That was a big boy. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's a, yeah. that to me is going to be a strong position. Yeah. And, and the type of uh, the body type that you need this day and age in the National Football League. Yeah. With both those guys, I would say the point of emphasis moving forward for improvement will be point of attack, like getting off blocks. Yeah. You know, both guys at times can get swallowed up. So you know, both of them have different ways that they're able to keep themselves clean. I think Kamu right. with his feet, is able to keep himself clean. And Nate does a better job with his hands of keeping himself clean. When they get locked on, they got to worry about shedding. But, that, but, that's, but I that's think what, that's there's a trade-off there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's common with this no linebacking group. Sure. Let's get to the secondary. Because I remember the it was like day two of camp. I I saw you after practice one day. You were walking out. I was walking uh, towards the building. And I go, so what stood out to you today? And your your eyebrows went up, and I was like, "Secondary is pretty good." And you just nodded your head slow. Nodded <laughs> <laughs> your head nice and slow. Yeah, this group has looked really good. They're fun to watch. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Not just not just the talent level, but they have this thing about them where they seem to think that they are the baddest guys on the planet. And I love that attitude. They would have fit in well with like the teams you played on. I yes, think. they would have. That's right? exactly right. So that whole team when we had like. Uh, Andre Waters and all those guys, Wes Hopkins and those guys that were just mean and would scare people, and you know other teams wondering, you know, it, it, <laughs> that's that's the type of right. mentality, that's the type of attitude. Yeah. So I look at Jalen Mills, not the best athlete at the position, but he's probably as tough as anybody that plays that position, and he probably has as much confidence as anybody that's ever played the position. Love the way he plays. I hope he's an eagle for the rest of his life. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Darby, he's, he's been awesome. He's, he's been, been so good. good. Yeah, they, they bounced. They year. bounced a he's run really outside good. of him the other night yeah. in Thursday's game. But aside from that, I haven't really seen him miss a beat. He's to me, he's so talented. Yep. And then you start talking about Sidney Jones, and regardless of where you play him, uh, he's a playmaker. And that's what you need on defense. Mm-hmm. You need guys that can make plays, that yep. are going to make plays. He has this knack, and he is um, he's exciting to watch. He's made some really good plays on the ball this summer. Like the games have, you know, he's made a couple nice plays in the ball in, in, in the games and everything, and he's also given up a couple plays. He's made some really awesome oh, yeah. interceptions and pass breakups in camp. I've heard a couple of people mention, like, because he's wearing number 22, Asante Samuel. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Asante was a different animal, yeah, but right. but this guy, he has that quick, you know the the you know, that cat quickness where he can move laterally just like on a snap. Um, ball skills are great. Once he learns a little bit more about recognizing, you know, splits and what a receiver can do, will do off of certain splits based on down and distance. Mm. All those little things that Asante studied for so long. Yeah. Once he gets all of that stuff down, he's going to be tough to deal with because then you can anticipate. With with, with good knowledge, you can anticipate and jump stuff and, and make plays, but he's a ball hawk. He's going to make plays. One of my pleasant surprises from camp has been Avante Maddox. Same. Fourth, fourth round pick. Same. You know, I, look, he's, I, I see what – they obviously what they liked in him. Yep. Um, he is he's performed very well, and especially since that he since he's been thrown in the mix for the starting job in nickel. Right. Like since he started getting those first team reps, he's just I feel like he's taken his play to the next level. You see that competitiveness. You see it's almost like Barnett 
in terms of just the way that he plays, that style in which he plays. He's always going 100 miles an hour. And I, look, I'll, I'll commend that all day. <laughs> I just, you know, you watch him. And so he got some first-team reps early. Yeah. And I just thought that he was going to be lost. He never looked, he looked lost. Yep. And, you know, I, sure, he was beaten a couple of times on different things, but he's never looked lost. He's always looked like um, he fits in. Yeah, I agree. So, and I think when he got to pit that early in his career, he didn't do anything at all. Mm. And I think he was beaten like a drum regularly. But uh, the latter part of his career, his senior year, and then the post-senior year when he had an opportunity to play in the bowl game game and all that stuff, that's when he really started to shine and people paid attention. But his senior year, he was really good from what I understand. I watched his junior film and and I didn't like him. Well, like this was back, you know, this was a couple years ago. I didn't like him. I watched, it was very, very late to watch him because I, of my preconceived uh, <laughs> preconceived notion. And I watched when I watched the stuff in the Shrine game. I was like, oh, like oh, he does look, he does better. He looks, he looks a lot better. Yeah, and he's looked he's looked good this summer. No, he's a good player. Um, safety. Good depth at that position. Oh though. yeah, really good. The battle at corner has been fun. You know, Devontae yeah. Bosby has made his share of plays. Bosby's as well. looked really good. Thirty three. I thought he yep. had his best game against Cleveland. Of the of the three games, uh, and safety. I mean, what can you say? The, you know, you got Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod. Um, they bring Corey Graham back. I think that's that was yep. definitely a smart move. Yep. We've seen some flashes from Trey Sullivan. You see, mm-hmm. you see, like the you see the highs, and I think you've seen the lows as well. Well, for Trey, it's just a matter of I think seasoning because you really have to be smart mm-hmm. to play that position. You're the last line of defense. You have to line up everybody. Yep. You have to understand all these concepts that teams are going to throw at you. You have to be the guy. Mm. So, you know, this team was the number one team versus the run in football last year. One of the reasons why is because you got smart safeties that didn't give up a lot of huge runs. Yep. You know, even when teams were able to get through the the defensive line, slip through a linebacker, those safeties were cleaning up the mess. Yep. And that's what they have to be good at. But to be really good at that, you need to be – not just a good athlete. You need to be smart. Yep. You need to understand a lot of stuff. And that's what Malcolm brings. Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod brings to the game. Mm-hmm. Rodney McLeod, not the biggest guy, but Rodney McLeod always understands, and he doesn't make many mistakes. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good group. I'm excited. It's a really good group. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun football season to just watch. And, you know, it's, it's always you're, when teams win at all, you always have to be concerned about the hangover and what's coming next and how they're going to respond to being in the position that they're in. Um, but I think some of the lumps that they've taken in the preseason are not, they're not all bad. Yeah. I, I think a lot of things will help this team to get back on the horse. One thing I think is interesting is, you know, this team has always done a good job of bringing in people that came from Super Bowl champions, right? Yes. So we've had, you know, Maragos and Jenkins and those guys, and they all came from winners. All of those guys are now going to be they while they were able to impart that knowledge on how to win, now they're able to impart that knowledge on how to handle success. Right. And now how to what that mentality is going to be like this year, and it'll be the next the next phase of it. It'll be interesting. Well, Mike, uh, appreciate the time. We will uh, we'll see you every week now on Eagles Game Plan. We'll hear you on ninety four WIP. And uh, hopefully soon on the Eagle Island Sky podcast. Very cool, man. I like sitting down with you anytime. You know that. Every time. Thanks, Mike. Yep.
Great stuff from Mike Quick and all of you out there listening, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, or, of course, on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles mobile app. Thank you one more time. Again, take a few seconds, go rate the show, leave us a comment. Don't be afraid to leave a question on there as well. Love the ability to answer it here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. All that being said, I think that'll do it. Another show in the books here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. For everybody here at the Novacare Complex, I am Fran Duffy. We will talk to you next week.